BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. A Ukrainian lawmaker who also fights in the military telling ABC News that Ukraine is facing an incredibly tough fight right now in hotspots in eastern Ukraine, saying casualties on the Ukrainian side are mounting. The Ukrainian's offensive in the south, for now at least, seems to have stalled. Officials saying the rainy season, making it hard for vehicles to move around, is a major factor. So they're still lining up both sides for this major showdown battle, which I don't know how that's going to unfold. Oh, so you weren't here Thursday, Joe. We'll have to talk about that, because I talked to two of our favorite military experts who had two very different opinions on what's going on. Yeah, I judged that uh, from some of the emails I've read recently. Which was pretty interesting. Let's hear from the uh, former admiral who used to run NATO. Putin, if he can't take it, if he can't take Ukraine, he's going to break it. Mm. That's kind of his philosophy is destroy it, you know, like the way Sauron went after the Shire at the end of Lord of the Rings. Um, And he will continue striking. This is a card he'll continue to play. So that's the belief that if Putin can't win, uh, he's going to destroy the country. And is uh, Zelensky Frodo in this scenario or what? Did you see the video Zelensky put out where he's standing next to the drone they shot down? That was a pretty cool dramatic video. He's good at that sort of stuff. As a guy Mm -hmm. who, you know, Became famous as a YouTube star. He knows how to work drama and video and that sort of thing, but it was very good. Here's a little more from the Admiral. 
Um, in terms of where the war is right now, the Russians are still on their back foot. There's an important city called Kherson, mm-hmm. which is the gateway to Crimea. I think that will fall to the Ukrainians, and that's a good thing because it's psychologically a critically mm-hmm. important. But there's a third combatant about to enter the battle, Ukraine, Russia, and winter. Not to go all Game of Thrones on you, but winter is coming and it will impact both sides. It will slow the military action. But I think in that winter period, unfortunately, you'll see Putin continue these long-range strikes. Including 50-some missiles fired into Ukraine overnight that turned off a bunch of electricity and stopped water from flowing through pipes in uh, Kiev overnight, which is uh, rough. Um. Uh, so Mike Lyons, who we had on on Thursday, he said there's a chance if Putin doesn't get him out of there or play this right, that he could get 20,000, 30,000 of his last remaining actual trained armed soldiers captured with the way Ukraine is lining up. So it'll be interesting to see if that happens. Yeah, obviously that would be so disastrous one might think he would do something extreme to prevent it. That's the weird situation we're in, which the world is now figuring out about if you go to war with a nuclear power. You want to defeat them, but you can't defeat them in a way that's going to make them so mad that they use nuclear weapons on you, I guess. It's with the, there's never been a problem, you know, really in the history of the world before that. You right. just went as hard as you could to try to defeat your enemy. Alexander the Great, or whoever you want to use as an example, didn't have to worry about being too aggressive with an enemy. Right, or Caesar Augustus might, and I have no idea if they walked the earth at the same time. I don't know that much about ancient history, but now we've got to defeat Caesar, but not so badly that he hurls the really big rocks at us. Right. Um, so, so British intelligence put out a report over the weekend of how bad off the Russian military is in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. Where they got the uh, the old fat guys or the teenagers that they pulled out of bars drunk or whatever that they put on the front lines. They're drinking from puddles because they have no water, according to British intelligence. Oof. Which is quite amazing. And uh, oh, and many of them are being sent into battle. I shouldn't laugh because these poor bastards are likely to die and they don't want to be there. With bayonets only. Oh, my gosh. They've got rifles without ammunition, but bayonets. So swords, in essence. Yeah. Spears. Leave it to a Russian to bring a knife to a gunfight. Wow. That's just crazy. It is crazy. Some good analysis here in the Wall Street Journal, how Ukrainian strategy is running circles around Russia's lumbering military. Uh, by the by, it's probably worth mentioning, we've received a handful of links to articles and, 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 uh, and emails uh, explaining why we should not give a blank check to Ukraine, how this is more, more like World War One than World War Two. Um, and, and that we ought to be more cautious. And I'm going to spend some time today delving deeply into those um, and, and seeing if I can f- understand that point of view at the very least and see what I think of it. Well, I can uh, tell you. So we had Mike Lyons on. Uh, we like a lot. Maybe you see him on CNN or follow him on Twitter or whatever. And then we had Jeff McCausland on who does who, who is he with CBS CBS. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had them both on a couple hours apart on Thursday. And I put the same question to both of them because I was reading from a piece in the Dispatch by David French, who said, what's happening in Ukraine is the biggest story in the world and the most important thing happening, blah, blah, blah. 
And I put that to Jeff McCausland, and he said it absolutely is, and here's why. I put that to Mike Lines. He said, no freaking way, not a chance, not even close. We have no interest in this. We have no interest in the Ukraine thing. Yeah. It's not our, it's not our battle. So, no, it's not the most important thing to Americans. What's happening huh. with China is the most important thing with Amer- to Americans. Uh, yeah, I, I see his point. Uh, interesting. Yeah, two very different answers from two guys who do this for a living, you know, study this sort of thing. Anyway, uh, back into the analysis of uh, how things have gone and why they've gone that way. Eight months into Ukraine's war with Russia, its emerging strategy is combining classic military operations, Ukraine's uh, strategy, uh, classic military operations with opportunism on the battlefield to exploit the incompetence of Russian forces, and it's changing the course of the battle. Ukraine's command structure, trained by the United States, by the way, encourages junior officers to make in-the-moment battlefield decisions, an authority that they have used to seize opportunities and to quickly take advantage of enemy weaknesses. Russians, by contrast, have been slowed by a Soviet-era decision-making structures in which orders trickle down the chain of command from Moscow, and troops at the front lines take little initiative. In weeks, Ukraine has cleared Russian forces from thousands of square miles in the Kharkiv region and the country's northeast. Its forces are now advancing south toward the occupied city of Kherson, a regional, a regional capital, rather, although, uh, as you pointed out, things have ground to a bit of a halt. Uh, rather than engaging directly with the grinding artillery exchanges and tank battles that Russia favors, Ukraine has sought instead to surround Russian forces and cut off supply lines. It has effectively integrated Soviet-era equipment with long-range precision Western artillery and rocket systems to starve its enemy of fuel, ammunition, and other supplies. Then they mentioned the big uh, bridge to Crimea hit. Uh, blah, 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 blah. While Moscow retains its uh, large proportion of its gains from the war's early days and nobody knows how the conflict will end, Western military historians say Ukraine's battlefield successes will be long studied. They cite parallels to classic military strategies used in major conflicts over the past century. I would like to know how much of that we're directing and advising versus their own. Thoughts. We've actually received emails from folks who who spent years training Ukrainian forces on the American way of doing things. So I think it's probably a combination of they learned well and were uh, giving them reminders. Yeah, I got to believe that our intelligence is is a, a very 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 big deal on this. Uh, you know what we could do for tomorrow? This might be a good idea. <laughs> is is I posed that question to two guys we have on regularly talking about this. We should just play the answers back to back. And then discuss. Okay. That'd be a good one. Because I think a lot of Americans are wondering about this. I lean more toward the, this is a very important fight for us. But I got to admit, when I hear these stories about France and Germany not supplying Ukraine with the stuff that they claim they're going to, I think, you're right in the freaking backyard of Russia and you don't care? So how much of my tax money am I supposed to send over there if you don't care? Well, and it's worse than that. I was going to get to this as well. Uh, the New York Times with uh, a terrific analysis of trade with Russia and how it's changed before and after the invasion. Now, it will not shock you to know that Ru- uh, that China, which already had a great deal of trade with Russia, has increased it by 64%. Disappointingly, India, which has less trade, and uh, Turkey, uh, India's increased it by 310%. That's quadruple, folks. Uh, Turkey is, uh, has tripled its trade with Russia. Brazil NATO has more member, than doubled it. NATO member Turkey has Correct. tripled their trade with Russia. 
frenemy Turkey, yeah. But Spain has increased by 57%. The Netherlands has increased by 32%. Belgium, 81%. Japan is plus 13%, for goodness sakes. There you go. So, the crippling sanctions everybody's in on? Yeah, not so much. So, then you gotta look at it this way, too, though. Do you... Well, one, still the result is the result. Whether Turkey or France or whoever helped, the result is the result. If Ukraine losing to Russia upsets the world order in in such a way that it costs us trillions of dollars over the next century, we can't get any comfort in saying, yeah, well, Turkey didn't help, so there. Doesn't really make much sense. Yeah, there's probably some sort of uh, classic phrase to describe the situation where you've got the big, strong, rich guy and his buddies keep getting him into either like expensive bills at restaurants and then they flee into the night and he pays again or they they pick fights in bars and he does the fighting again. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, this smacks of that. I'm looking at this. I mean, Belgium, Netherlands, Spain, Man, Turkey. That's what horrifying. are you doing? That's horrifying. Do you think they? It is cynical, and and their calculation is the United States will keep backing them. They always do. Yeah. You think it's yes. that simple? Yeah, I do. Belgium says, "Hey, we got to sell our diamonds. That's what we do." Always remember that while uh, we were having all those sanctions on Iraq. France was making deals with them behind our backs all along. Yeah, yep. Russia's exports to Belgium have grown 130% after the invasion. Netherlands, 74%. Germany, Germany, 38%. Spain, 112%. Turkey, 213 Nanakos. So much for these undercutting Russia's war effort sanctions that everybody seems to be in favor of. And the headline of the story isn't as it should be, how Russia pays for war. That's frustrating. I uh, wish somebody, Joe Biden or somebody, would call them out. Wouldn't that help? Yes. Yes, it would. Uh, I think so. I, I think it's there are probably good reasons why he doesn't. He's probably getting all he feels like he can get. Yeah, Not might that be. He's, you know, the great leader and organizer of men. But No, it might be. Uh, uh, these people are scumbags. They're, uh, they're in it for themselves. This is, the fact that we're doing as well as we are is a, is a win. Might be the you know, reality. We were talking last week or the week before about how how you spend your time. That's your priority. Those are your priorities. Don't tell me what your priorities are. Tell me how you spend your time. Those are your priorities. Well, where are the principles of all these uh, brave NATO members? They just showed you. Right. I mean, your, your principles, you could come up with a worse definition of your principles are what you are willing to sacrifice for. Maybe... Uh, segment three of the hour, segment after next, we'll get into the whole lab leak theory, which is looking less like a theory and just a fact in terms of how COVID got started there in China. Um, yeah, you're going to want to hear that Vanity Fair with a big piece over the weekend and a bunch of other stuff, Halloween and whatnot, coming up. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. It's supposed to be 
Police in Queens were searching for a suspect who hijacked the bus and then immediately crashed it into a utility pole. Okay, so we know it's a woman. That's great. <laughs> During a White House ceremony, President Biden wished Kamala Harris a happy birthday, then accidentally called her a great president. <laughs> Even worse, he was talking to a portrait of Michelle Obama. Yes. Senility. Senility. Hilarious. <laughs> Come on. Coming up later this hour, a column by one of my favorite uh, columnists in the L.A. Times through the years, Steve Lopez. L.A.'s stupefying inability to do basic things. Awesome. I'm looking at ABC where they've got yet another interview with Matthew Perry, who's an old-looking 50, I'll tell you that. But uh, being a lifetime alcoholic and pill addict will do that to you. I did read he's got mid-seven figures for this book. So that'd be, what, five-ish million dollars? Mm. And... uh I don't know if that means anything at all. Maybe it doesn't, but I don't know. You're going around. This is to help people. Okay, might be. And you make $5 million? All I know is I've seen 737 headlines about the right book lately. Right. I know. So Kanye West uh, trying to dig himself out of problems by saying this. Um, what happened to me is what like happened to George Floyd. Uh, and now I know what it feels like to have a knee on my neck. So I'm oh, not sure boy. that's probably helping your cause. Really Whatever. time to get a press agent. Whatever your cause is. According to Forbes, he could be months from financial catastrophe after all the companies that have pulled out of him now. I kind of thought as a billionaire, you know, he's going to take a huge hit. He tweeted out or Instagrammed out last week that he lost $2 billion on Wednesday. But he may run out of money completely. He's made most of his money comes from his Adidas deal. Most of his money is from his shoe line. It's like you were wow. talking last week. That's where the money is for all these celebrities. It's their oh yeah, makeup lines. No matter how you how you do it, and then sell shoes, clothes, and makeup. Yeah. Um, Gap ended their two year deal and cut off all his money. Also, uh, concerts. So you'd think, well, and he's got a whole bunch of homes all over the place. With mortgages on him and tremendous upkeep, and so he has a, he burns a, through a lot of money. His burn rate is very very high. Got a private plane um, that's really really expensive to keep up and everything like that. So you'd think maybe concerts would be the easiest money to make way to make money, but nope. He had a concert coming up at SoFi Stadium in L.A. on November fourth in just a couple of days, canceled by the venue, and he has no more booked. And it's unlikely venues will book him amid the scandals, according to insiders in the music business. Wow. So he might be done being able to go around and and play music. Wow. And that's where you make your money as a music artist now, right? Nobody buys albums. You stream them, which pays you nothing. Mm-hmm. So he could actually Tickets be in trouble. merch, yep. Yep. Uh, it'll be interesting. I don't know what, what, what sort of thing he says if he actually, uh, if he actually goes broke. Boy, that'd be something. You're sitting there on the window seat. Some guy comes in, kind of a medium big guy, sits next to you in the middle seat. You turn to your left. There he is. Ye. He bought a, in the middle seat, coach. He bought a $57 million home in Malibu last year, gutted it, and it's being rebuilt virtually from the ground up. But that whole project is halted because of financial troubles, it says there. Oh, my. Wow. That'll be fun to watch. 
Uh, it was a lab leak, um, and China covered it up. That is the latest. If you haven't heard it, stay tuned for this. This is a big deal. If you missed an hour of the show, grab the podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey guys, LeVar Arrington here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before or check out the fully redesigned tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with new available tech this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a toyota truck you buy toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com toyota let's go places the armstrong and getty show when the Phillies win the World Series, bad things happen in the financial markets and the economy. So the last three times that a Philadelphia baseball team won the World Series, we were hit with a terrible economic crisis. 1929, Philadelphia Athletics win the World Series. Stock market crashed, obviously. 1980, Phillies won the World Series. Oil crisis of 1979 leads to terrible inflation. And then in 2008, the Phillies won again. And of course, we had the financial crisis, mm. which led into the Great Recession. Mm. So it is not a good sign when the Phillies win. No, that's just science right there. Absolutely. And, uh, well, you know, how much data do you need? You get three points of data, and they all point the same direction. So the Phillies are in the World Series again, and how is it going? It's one-to-one. All right. 
Yeah, yeah. So the nation hangs in the balance, really. Well, let us all uh, go, pray go for the cheating Astros. Yeah. Good, honest human beings that are the Houston Astros. Yes. Kind of like the good, honest people that run the Wuhan Virology Lab there in uh, in China. So Vanity Fair with a long article that you should read if you get the chance. It's very long. It's very interesting. I'm going to summarize it because it is so incredibly long. But they more or less got access to a Senate investigation and in the report that came out of it that, while not completely nailed down, and it probably never will be because China has gone out of its way to hide it, really, really points in the direction of an accidental lab leak there uh, in Wuhan and um, and an attempt to cover it up by the by the Chinese. The specifics of it are, are interesting in a whole bunch of different ways. First of all, they get into the how there were, I think, 16 layers of Communist Party there, of the Communist Party there, in the lab where they do the most dangerous stuff practically on planet Earth in terms of studying viruses and trying to create viruses that that are worse than the ones that naturally occur to see what they would do and how we would handle them. So that's its own, you know, this has been talked about a lot here in other places, the whole gain-of-function thing. Should human beings be doing that? Should we be creating things that aren't occurring in nature just to see what we would do if they did occur in nature? It's kind of weird. Yeah, I suppose it's... Like uh, shooting yourself in the foot to see how you would do in terms of taking care of yourself with a bullet wound or something. I don't know. It's a little Kind of, sort of. I don't think it's invalid to want to develop a better understanding of how to combat novel viruses, which is what they would tell you they're trying to do. But anyway, so in this particular lab where they do the the, the most dangerous of the most dangerous, they uh, got access to internal memos there in which the people that worked there at the lab, the Chinese that worked there at the lab, complained about the uh, the lack of money, lack of equipment, lack of this, lack of that. Um, and also, by looking at the paperwork, it was clear that they were so under the gun by the communist higher-ups and the people in the lab. It, so you weren't just a researcher who was focused on you know, analyzing a virus, creating it, trying to keep it safe. Your job, maybe primarily, was to please the Communist Party members in the lab with all these various forms you would have to fill out and show how that day you had forwarded uh, forwarded the cause of the Chinese Communist Party. I mean, you had to write paper upon paper and do interview after interview explaining to people how you furthered the Communist message message that day. And, and by the way, why aren't you getting better results? We need to be the world leaders in this sort of thing, and we're falling behind to the evil Americans. So they're under tremendous pressure to have all these breakthroughs, while at the same time just getting killed all the time with the bureaucracy of communism. It's really, the ultimate story out of this should be forever, for everyone, similar to the collapse of the Russian military, that's communism for you. Same should be with the, the the Wuhan lab leak thing. That's communism for you. They were so yeah. busy trying to serve the Communist Party and uh, all the mess of the bureaucracy that is socialism that they weren't able to do their job correctly. But no, it, it, it would it, seem that it would leaked out, and then for a long time they were trying to cover it up to their bosses, and then their bosses were trying to cover it up to their bosses because everybody is afraid what would happen to them in the communist system. 
Yeah, I'm looking. I did a little news search uh, as we were getting ready to do this segment. It was almost 18 months ago, exactly, that Facebook reversed its policy and said, yeah, discussing the Wuhan lab leak theory is no longer completely banned from our platform, which led to it uh, part of the consensus, anyway, of it being banned from any discussion anywhere because that was dangerous crackpot conspiracy theory stuff. And now you have a lefty publication like Vanity Fair going on at length. I remember Atlantic had an exhaustive piece saying, look, we don't know that that's what happened, but not only should it be discussed, it's a pretty likely-looking scenario. Well, the John Stewart view, remember when he uh, got in so much trouble for going on Stephen Colbert and making his joke? The John Stewart view, that I mean, that's Occam's razor at its finest. Oh, so the most deadly virus in world history it leaked out right next to the lab where they create the worst viruses in history. And you're telling me that's not what happened. Oh, that's interesting. Well, not only that didn't happen, but you're not even allowed to talk about it. Holy crap. Yeah. So what's interesting to me, based on reading this exhaustive story, is it's possible. So what did this cost the world total? The The, the official death number, I think, is 7 million but China it lies, and India doesn't know. So those are the two biggest countries on Earth. So it could be twice that. So who knows? 7 to 15 million people have died for this thing. Something like $20 trillion so far. And who knows, with learning loss and everything else that's happened. It's the biggest catastrophe, man-made catastrophe in the history of the planet. Mm-hmm. Sure. And it's possible there's one human being out there in China that knows that they did it. Isn't that amazing to contemplate that there's some woman or man who dropped a beaker, realized when she got home that she forgot to wash her hands, whatever, and started this thing and knows that they did. Imagine living with that. Well, two points. Going back to the almost 18 months ago news coverage of the D forbidding of the very discussion of this thing. They mentioned that uh, several part of the reason, uh, one of the reasons that, for instance, Facebook and Twitter and all unbanned it was the Wall Street Journal reported the three scientists at the Wuhan Institute of Virology were hospitalized in late 2019 with symptoms consistent with the virus. And that, uh, you know, convinced people, well, at the very least, we need to be able to look at it and not cover up for the communist Chinese just because Donald Trump suggested otherwise. Um, so, you know, I, I thought that was a good reminder. And what was what was the other point I was going to make? What did you just say? God dang it, flitted out of my mind. About uh, one person remember. being responsible for this oh, and knowing oh, they right, were? right, right, Thank you, thank you. Yes, that one person, until they were executed, could have explained everything that happened. There's no chance they're alive. No. If there are five no. of them, there's no chance any one of them is alive. No, or at least not in prison. Um, right. Probably they not even alive. Under very close, you know, protective custody at best. We can link this Vanity Fair article because it looks like you can uh, you can just grab it and read it without paying for it. But, but just let me read their summary at the top of it. Please. The Wuhan Institute of Virology, the cutting-edge biotech facility at the center of swirling suspicions about the pandemic's onset, was far more troubled than previously known. Explosive documents unearthed by a Senate research team reveal. Following the trail of evidence, Vanity Fair and ProPublica provide the clearest picture yet of a laboratory institute in crisis. So again, they can't nail it down 100%. We probably never will be able to. The Chinese government has worked really hard to make sure that the world can't, but... 
very, very troubled lab. Lots of emails, including one where they, they the, the wording is is really amusing. It's a, if something like a leak ever happened, it might be a good idea if we all. I mean, that's sort of where yeah. where according to Vanity Fair and the writer of this article is like this is where we think it happened when they're kind of acknowledging to each other that it has happened. How are we going to deal with this? Why, there's such a list now, Vanity Fair and ProPublica, solid left publications. Mentioned earlier, there's an opinion piece in the Washington Post saying that that New York Times editor who was fired for daring to run an editorial by Tom Cotton should not have been fired, and he was right all along. The Atlantic, which also leans left, certainly, it will have some conservative voices, but they have an exhaustive piece, Jack. You'll be gratified to hear this, that art, um, uh, art museum director who got fired over a false accusation of racism. They have a big article about how incredibly unjust that was. So, you know, there's hope that people are coming to their sanity, at least to some extent. But I will tell you one thing that is beyond question is all of those cases from the Wuhan to the editor to the art lady to all of it. How about you let the free exchange of ideas happen because you have a terrible blanking record in deciding in advance what's what's true and what should not be allowed on facebook or twitter or instagram or whatever you can you're not even allowed to discuss the idea that there was a lab leak because that's so wrong this person shouldn't even work because they're so evil you people are terrible and getting back to something i've said many times do not grant anybody the awful and terrifying power of censorship don't. Everybody who's ever executed it or, or or wielded that power has done it poorly. How much different could it have turned out if the media, social media, everybody went full on trying to dig up the details on this and the pressure that would have been put on China, on the WHO um, early on to try to answer these questions as opposed to giving them three years cover? Yeah, I know. I know. Well, the opportunity's been lost, is the short answer. Certainly. Wow, that's absolutely incredible. The world has got to make sure that doesn't happen again. Well, in the soft peddling of those infamous State Department cables, where the State Department representatives said this lab is crazy, their safety standards are awful, that wasn't enough. I just, all right. Well, the case has been made over and over again. It's unbelievable. Somebody got home from work, opened up their briefcase, and saw that they had the, uh, you know, they had the virus smeared test tube in their folder. Oh crap! I wasn't <laughs> supposed to bring that home. Damn it! Well, if you were writing a movie for dumb people, that would be a good way to do it. I think it's a lot more likely <laughs> that a handful of people working in the lab got home and said, "Man, I feel terrible." And got sick. If you were writing a movie for dumb people. Oh. <laughs> hey, dumb people buy tickets, too. Oh. Oh. Hilarious. <clears throat> what do we have next, you told me earlier? Oh, it's an absolutely fabulous uh, headline about how Los Angeles, the city of Los Angeles, their stupefying inability to do basic things. Oh, okay. With, with one of those bridge to nowhere stories, but worse. Awesome. Next. Armstrong and Getty. 
BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey guys, Mario Lopez here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit biotoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. The Armstrong and Getty Show. And suddenly, to my surprise, if you want to stop what the Democrats have done to this country over the last two years, we have to elect Dr. Oz. Wow. Words nobody ever expected to hear in the political forum until fairly recently. We have to elect Dr. Oz. Who is that? That's Tom Cotton giving a speech. So uh, the Republican Party needs to... So the nation's to, future hinges on whether or not we elect Dr. Oz. How do we end up in that situation? A TV quack. <laughs> well, because he's a better choice. Yeah, he's exactly. a far better choice. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. And I tell you what, the, the, the Republican Party needs to rededicate itself as if... It, I don't know. I'm so cynical about politics. To being the party that enables enterprise, or to put it a different way. If you want to achieve something... Which party is going to help you and which party is going to hurt you? The Republican Party must absolutely make sure the answer is the Republican Party is going to help me to achieve, to build a business, to to achieve the American dream, to get things done. Here's a a, a story, a couple of stories, really. Steve Lopez in the L.A. Times is a terrific columnist. He's talking about 
a short stretch of Santa Monica Boulevard in Hollywood. There's a sidewalk cutout that was billed as a bike lane. It took 18 months to complete and cost roughly $2 million. But it's not marked as a bike lane. doesn't connect to any other bike lanes. It's a bike lane to nowhere, huh. said the general manager of a building uh, there. It happens to be the Los Angeles LGBT Center, which deals with the, the gay folks when they need help, which is fine or whatever. It doesn't really matter. But, I mean, it's a progressive agency idea and all. And uh, this Stephen Byrne, I'll refer to Byrne at times, and that's who we're talking about. He said he honestly wanted to pull his hair out at times when dealing with various government agencies. And after he shared the details, I wanted to pull my hair out, too. I'm bringing this up, Lopez writes, on the eve of elections for a reason. And then he goes into what he calls... Um, an L.A. that is desperate for a mayor and other leaders who will crack down on ineptitude, call out nonsense, and deliver basic services. Los Angeles crumbling. In short, metal guy, that's right. And, and he goes into a list. In recent days, North Hollywood resident complained of encampments multiplying despite the promise that it, that would, would not happen after they opened a tiny home village that she supported. So they got their tiny home village and encampments. Wants to know, when did our city officials become indifferent to their constituents? Please, for help. The Venice resident sent me photos of knee-high trash on Lincoln Boulevard, said he'd made multiple efforts to get it cleaned up. Finally, it was cleared. 24 hours later, another landfill appeared, and, and he couldn't get any help for that. Um, he says, I could go on and on, but let's get back to Santa Monica Boulevard and the LGBT Center. Uh, blah, blah, blah. The headaches and mounting costs involving the carve-out lane that fronts the building's property. Um, Karen Bass, who's running for uh, mayor, asked if anybody at City Hall had come to the rescue. Uh, there was a bit of help, but not enough. So, um, so this burn guy was told from the beginning by city officials, public officials, that his building's sidewalk carve-out was part of a long-term bike lane project, and a long trail of documents back him up. Uh, they paced off the bike lane. It doesn't connect to anything. No cyclists in sight. I'm skipping this part. Byrne told me this land for the center was purchased in 2012, 10 years ago now, with full support from local officials in the community. Again, it's a great progressive cause in Los Angeles. Yet 10 years later, the paperwork is not complete. 10 years later. The first snag was a zoning change requirement, and Burns said that turned into a million-dollar process. So some bureaucrat tells wow. you, no, the zoning's not right anymore, and it costs you a million dollars to sort that out. Wow. How many of us would be, we're done at that oh, sure, point. Of course. So construction didn't begin until 2016, uh, so they were trying to break ground for four years. They finally did. That's when the bike lane came up. Burns said that stretch of Santa Monica Boulevard is technically a state road, and he was told that Caltrans and the city wanted a bike lane there and that the property owner has to foot the bill. That's an interesting uh, law. Center officials sought uh, help from then-Councilman David Ryu, who's chief of staff, recalls thinking he was inappropriate, blah, blah, blah. Why this is this not a state infrastructure issue? Said this chief of staff of a council person. But they couldn't get anything done. Uh, this gal went to work hunting for money to help out, but costs only grew when the L.A. Department of Water and Power got involved. Two wooden utility poles with overhead lines stood in the center of the proposed bike lane to nowhere, and they had to be moved. Power would have to be run underground, Byrne was told, and the center would have to pay for a, power, a backup power line. I don't know. Why can't you have power lines over a bike lane? Well, no, because the poles were in it. Oh, okay. Okay. 
So, but the owners, since they were daring to develop the land, would have to pay for a backup power line to solve serve the evolving needs of the surrounding neighborhood. The council person said that seems like an unfair burden, but there was no getting around it. So uh, water and power went to work, but the madness didn't end. The actual work of undergrounding the power didn't take long, but the pe- poles didn't get removed from the street, so we couldn't complete the road work. We Which poles? Know what the- All of them. Okay. Okay. We didn't know what the issue was and kept asking for them to come out and take the poles away, but mostly our requests were unanswered. He was eventually told the overhead wires included internet connectivity lines that DWP had nothing to do with and couldn't find anyone to say those are our lines. Months passed. Insurance costs rose. Financial juggling was required, even though they dug some public money out, blah, blah, blah. Years and millions of dollars go by just trying to build their little LGBTQ center. That's incredible. And I didn't even finish the story. Cost overruns of at least $2 million. Who has $2 million to squander on that bureaucratic goose chase? Yeah, we were mocking the Chinese Communist Party and their system, and now you can't get anything done. This is uh, not a lot better. Republicans, be the party of getting things done. If you miss an hour of the show, you can always listen to it in podcast form. Just look for Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. 